Hello and welcome in a landmark judgment this week. A five-judge bench said it can do away with a six-month waiting period while granting a divorce. This means a divorce can be granted without having to send the couple to family court, where there's usually a requirement to wait for six to 18 months. It's also said that it can rule on a case even when one of the parties isn't agreeable to a divorce. Now, this is the departure from the norm because, as per Section 13B of the Hindu Marriage Act, there is a six-month waiting period required after the first application for divorce is filed in cases of a mutual consent so that both sides have a chance to reconcile their differences if possible and so that both sides can be sure of their decision. This is also a benchmark judgment because... Because the apex court said that the waiting period can be done away with in the case of an, quote, irretrievable breakdown of marriage. Now, this is unprecedented because under the Hindu Marriage Act of 1955, there has to be grounds for granting a divorce or for filing a divorce. So if you file for divorce, you can do so on the grounds of cruelty, Your partner has a disease, has deserted you. But irretrievable breakdown of marriage was not a ground, was not one of these grounds. So what is irretrievable breakdown of marriage? What are the grounds for an irretrievable breakdown of marriage? Can couples move the Supreme Court for divorce now? What exactly does this new verdict change? Let's do a deep dive on We the People. So the big takeaway, one would say, the you know clear, obvious, uh, positive here is that the Supreme Court's latest ruling on divorce brings hope for those who are stuck in unhealthy marriages, meandering, unhappy marriages. Right? Let's bring in Ria Ramji. Is a uh, Ria? You're a third time. Thank you for joining us on We the People. You're a third time divorce a petitioner. You first filed for divorce over ten years ago, and. You clearly, I'm sure you feel like you've already spent enough time on this. You are done. You're ready to turn the, this chapter. What's your reaction to this court ruling? It's a big relief if it actually translates on the ground. And uh, of course, we have to take into account the fact that our judicial system already has a lot of delays. Yeah. You know, you could get your first hearing and then the next date could anyway be after four to five months. Hmm. And if... Um, for whatever reason, the registrar is not there, the judge is not there, there's no electricity sometimes in a courtroom, the network isn't working, their servers are down, then so you get another date. So addition over and above this, what we know of a judicial system is just like rubbing, you know, spice on your wounds is what you're saying. Understood. Exactly. The fact and that then, this... Sorry, go ahead. Then you have the additional problem of the fact that if you have children in the marriage... They are also getting shunted between the fact that, you know, a lot of people try and safeguard the children from that whole thing of animosity between the parents. But if you have, you have to give grounds. And of course, that's going to create animosity because it is a blame game then. So this is fascinating. What you're pointing out here is that the Apex Court has for the first time, paved the way for couples to be able to seek separation without assigning fault, without having to prove that one of you are a villain, without having to say uh, things like, you know, your, your, my child's father or my child's mother has been cruel to me or prove, proving adultery. Yeah, yeah. because that, quite honestly, especially if you've been in a marriage for a while, 
you have a relationship not just with your husband but with his family you have common friends and then you're forcing people to take sides you're not just saying there's a breakdown of the marriage between two people you're essentially saying i'm going to break off with that entire part of my life because there is no other choice you're forcing people to take sides when you shouldn't have to okay so you're saying the system there's something basically wrong with the system and for the first time uh the court acknowledges the reality that sometimes people can just fall out of love they sometimes just cannot coexist harmoniously for no fault of their own i mean 10 years into a marriage maybe you just aren't happy and, and that's okay according enough, to you the, yes the uk uh, legal system has just about 6 months ago come up with a concept called the no fault divorce where you actually don't have to assign blame at all Like so you can get married just because you want to spend the la- rest of your life with somebody on that particular day they accept the fact that tomorrow you don't want to spend the rest of your life with that person anymore hmm 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 so you're saying do you believe that this court hearing we're not sure whether it will transfer down to the ground but you believe uh, correct me if i'm wrong if i can put words in your mouth that this reflects the reality of the society and times we live in a little more way more i think it's a huge step in the right direction i think it's a huge step in creating healthy spaces for children of parents who are no longer together and i think it's a very empowering space for single parents okay now i just want to cl- say one thing the court was referring to cases where the husband and wife have lived separately for years where they've engaged in protracted litigation they've reached a point where reconciliation is no longer an option and you would be a a fit case ria you first filed for divorce over 10 years ago you've tried to file in london in india and you haven't lived together for over 3 years now but let's bring in mumbai based lawyer mrnalini deshmukh who specializes in matrimonial and divorce cases um i just want to ask you first about ria ria's got me thinking what are the dangers of not having the option of having an amicable divorce where like she says one partner doesn't have to be a villain divorce settlements are anyway complicated matters the court even underlined in its judgment that sometimes the, it can be of criminal nature also what do do you know can you give us examples of you know the extreme lengths cases have gone or lawyers have advised their clients perhaps i don't know i'm just guessing to say there was dowry involved or cruelty or cheating or domestic violence is that have you heard of cases like this uh good evening at the outset i think uh, i should start by saying that it an applaud the fact that it's a it's a landmark judgment and it has really put a to a large extent put an end to to some of the bitter divorces that have gone on for years hmm. and uh, it uh, resulted into a lot of this issue i have dealt with a lot of cases where or i would not say lot but quite a few cases where the parties have been struggling for divorce for nearly 12 to 13 years hmm. now when you talk about 12 to 13 years we are talking over a decade or two and yep. this is surely a very large period for people to be battling for divorce yes that is the reason why uh, as the the earlier panelists also said that one of the things that the courts should also consider is not only a irretrievable breakdown of marriage at the supreme court level but i think the uh, it should be also the duty of the legislation 
to consider what the courts have held in its order hmm. and definitely definitely consider using that as a ground for divorce in a contested matters no, today but why a do breakdown you say you should marriage mrilali let me ask you because ria started off by saying this is great and she's all for it if it actually uh sees an impact on the ground if it actually affects cases why do you say it won't should it not be the case if the supreme court says something it actually peters down to the uh, to you know everyday no, courts no 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 so i think i think that's where you need to understand the supreme court judgment the supreme court judgment talks about it when matters come before the supreme court that is they travel from the lower court to the high court and high court to the supreme court i'll give you one example in one of the cases that i had dealt with we had filed on the grounds of mental cruelty on behalf of the husband the marriage lasted for nearly 2 years or 3 years the parties were litigating for nearly 18 years believe you me 18 years and at that point of time talking about a case 10 years back the supreme court when we went to the supreme court and said we want divorce on the grounds of cruelty hmm. because the wife is not agreeing for it the supreme court said i'm sorry we understand there is 18 years of separation but we feel that there is no cruelty called out in your petition as a result of which Yeah, the husband will not get the divorce. So wow. even at that stage, the Supreme Court did not grant divorce. This new judgment is not saying that you can use the irretrievable breakdown of marriage as a ground for divorce in the lower court. It is a power given to the Supreme Court under Article One Forty Two of the Constitution, that is the inherent jurisdiction of the Constitution, hmm. to have the powers to dissolve the marriage. So once the matters travel to the Supreme Court, if one party wow. wants a divorce, the other party is still saying no, I don't want a divorce. Then the Supreme Court will then step in and say, now with this constitutional bench judgment, I hereby declare that this marriage is over for the various grounds that has been put in. Okay. Now so that this, is what it is. Mrinalini Deshmukh even... has given us a reality check here on We the People, and I'm so glad because I think it's our job to make sure the public knows. Perhaps it's too early to rejoice, because let's get in Sheetal Nagar here. Sheetal has been struggling to get a divorce. Sheetal, you've been in a bad marriage. I'm just going to give the audience um, a quick sum- summation of uh, your story. She's been married since 2016, correct? Yes. Uh, Acrimonious um, divorce. Uh, divorce. Uh, you have uh, claimed uh, dowry harassment. You've claimed mental mental torture. You've been away from your husband for five years, but he's not granting you a divorce. Yes, ma'am. What was your reaction when you heard the Supreme Court uh, uh, ruling? And what is your reaction when you hear Mrinalini saying that things may not change for you right now? See, previous to that, uh, as you uh, told me, that what Mrinalini ma'am said. what minalini ma'am said is the truth of the judgment that is even if, without that also what supreme court says and what is being followed at district level is totally different there are two indias there is one is rural india and one where we are living in delhi so how it is going to affect actually where there are various district courts which are you can uh, say ki is type ka supreme court ka judgment hai hmm. they are not going to follow that hmm 
whether you can say in bail matters also supreme court has been reiterating that ha so, district level judges be sent for uh, training again if Haan. they are not following the guidelines Haan. i guess same should be done for these matters so aapke case mein kya ho raha hai why is your husband dragging his it is just the same manner what uh, nalini ma'am said it is dragging the case on purpose see biological clock of a female is a tickling point that is the point where male counterparts actually blackmail her mm. see we are going to drag the litigations as far as we can and you won't get a divorce in that scenario this case will come as a help this is where this comes into play you can go to the supreme court after uh, the lower court or the high court and you can ask see But this that takes, as, is it probably takes more than six months, so in the end, it's nullified, is it? Deepika Pushkar Nath, come in over here. You're a family law advocate, a human rights activist, and also, you know, what of cases where divorce has not been filed by mutual consent? What happens there if you have one party who doesn't want to do this? Um, do we need to exercise caution? You know, I think it's great for those who want to opt out of an unfulfilling, emotionally dead marriage, right? But what if you have a couple living separately for years? But you know let's say the wife wants the marriage to continue because she doesn't want to live with the stigma of being a divorcee um that for her outweighs being in a bad marriage i'm not condoning you know fear of social stigma but that is the reality sometimes of the india that we live in deepika pushkar na all right we don't have we don't have deepika yet uh anil murthy joins us he's the founder of the save indian the family foundation uh, anil if you could just Hi. either respond to my question and also just tell me your overall reaction to this is this a sensitive nuanced uh, judgment is it inappropriate yes. in an indian context what do you think uh, well about no fault divorce i would like to say that this is not something new uh, there is debate in the parliament around uh, 10 years back 10 12 years back and a bill was also passed in the rajya sabha so but uh, before i go there i would like to say we need to look at the elephant in the room okay when we don't look at that then you know these judgments will not help us the biggest thing uh, during uh, during these uh, divorce uh, cases or separations and all the main thing in indian context is money money is a huge thing and uh, and uh, divorces uh, can be very very expensive hmm. especially if right now i want to talk on behalf of younger people like say people uh, like men or women who are like married for 2 3 years so in such a case divorce becomes extremely complicated and uh, uh, very very expensive okay yeah. for example let's say a young man young professional man hmm. uh, if he wants a quick divorce uh, then it can cost as much as you know the offer can be like it can be like 5 to 6 years of his total income yeah. okay now let me go back to the parliament issue so when the parliament uh, was debating this uh, called the irretrievable breakdown of marriage in 2012 may and then 2013 it was passed in rajya sabha and it was supposed to be passed in lok sabha we the men's activists uh, of save indian family foundation and other you know, we protested like anything and we said that this doesn't take into account all the nuances of uh, you know the financial and other equations and the property assets and all and men are getting a extremely bad deal right see see in india here is the problem it's not about men versus women here is the Thank problem you. we you have a very patriarchal that. notion Yeah. Okay sorry uh, yeah it is a, it, we have a very patriarchal notion that if there is a divorce a young woman is getting divorced then uh, then her life is destroyed 
okay so then the natural reaction to that is that like let the young man pay a huge amount of money to compensate for her whole life and this is where we are pouring you know oil on the fire in the court system and then comes whole kinds of litigations on each other and men are denying divorce and women are denying divorce and then this is go for 7 8 years this is why divorce divorces are so acrimonious right i'm sure uh, maybe i don't want to go into anecdotal cases that uh, the examples that you're raising but for example as sheetal has pointed out there's the biological clock that it's ticking for women so women are also facing you know looking in a barrel of the gun over here but um Mrinalini, please come in over here, Mrinalini Deshbuk. Um, the fact that the Supreme Court did say that grant a divorce uh, on this ground, albeit with great care and caution, to make sure that complete justice is done to both parties. Because here you have a panelist who's claiming that you know the men, the women are getting away with a better deal, but that's not. He talked about the fact that we live in a country like India. The fact is, we are a largely poor country. There's gender discrimination is rife. Many women are still not financially independent, and the court stress on care and caution, not rushing into a quick divorce, must uh, must be welcomed. I would say. Correct me if I'm wrong. No. So so your. So your question, I have not understood, Sara. Are you trying to say that when the Supreme Court says that it should be done with a lot of caution and care, now that means you have to understand the principle behind it. The principle behind it is that the law's first option or priority is to save the institution of marriage. So okay. no law, no enactment in India is going to, is you know, propagate or canvas or support divorce. if only in those circumstances where they feel reconciliation and living together is not possible then they will consider and give divorce on the various grounds which are available hmm. so what the supreme court means is that it doesn't mean that if somebody files the court the courts are still given the power to ensure if they could save the institution of marriage and only in certain cases where they are they feel it's impossible they should do it so that 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 rests on the courts to take that kind of a decision so i think it's uh, they are they have not been very brash and rash about passing this yeah. at the same time they have been very sensitive to the fact that people are languishing in these kind of situation for years and mm. years mm. and turning from young people to middle aged to otherwise yeah. and that is where they feel that this courts will have inherent powers and will not anybody misuse or abuse the process hmm. and we as a supreme court under 142 even hmm. if the other party is not willing and if we are satisfied our conscience is satisfied all efforts have been made will be empowered under article 142 hmm. to dissolve the marriage under irretrievable breakdown of marriage Okay, uh, Remy Kaur is a relationship counselor, cognitive be- behavioral therapist. She joins us from Canada. Remy, I'm sure you've taken a look at the court's judgment uh, findings uh, ruling. Um, could you also come in over here as what I was asking, Amrinalini? Um, what do you think the court meant, or why did the court in its uh, ruling also talk about complete justice being done to both parties when it talked about moving forward with great care and caution? Put that into context Hi, for okay. us. Uh, thank you for having me uh, south asian countries especially india uh, institution of marriage is considered very sacred when two people get into this relationship they both want and also their families extended families they both they both all want happily ever after we have to understand i would say everyone who's involved 
uh, or people who are talking about this, we have to understand that when two people, two adults decide to separate their ways, when they decide to, you know, it's they are ready to have their divorce. So that means they have already tried everything. Yeah. So they don't want, they don't want to live together. Um, they have done everything. Uh, they may have taken the counseling. They may have uh, involved their parents, their uh, religious institutions, their family and friends. They hmm. must have done everything. When it comes to a point that they cannot live together, so decision has been made. In India, you don't just get up in the morning and say, you know what, I need a divorce. It takes months, it takes years sometimes. Hmm. And when you look at it, it's not always one thing that leads to the divorce. It's a cluster of so many things which is happening in the relationship. So when two adults have already decided that, you know, they cannot live together and this marriage cannot be saved, I think it's in the best interest of both the parties that this decision should be made so they both can part the ways and move on. Either if they want to move on to find another partner, if they want to move on to live a single life, whatever yeah. they want to do. Because okay. the longer they drag, they're, they're, uh, the trauma, it keeps on triggering. Okay. Um, Arna's Hatiram, founder of Voice for Men's India. Can I then safely say, can we all agree that the main takeaway or why this is such a significant uh, ruling is because for the first time we're seeing the court saying that compelling a couple to be with each other against their will is a violation of their, uh, you know, the basic rights, that this new order, this waiting period, finally society is acknowledging that not all couples need to be convinced always that their marriage can be salvaged. And that includes men. It doesn't have to be always tilted in favor of women. Thanks, Sarah, for the invite. So let me begin by saying uh, I run Voice for Men India website, which particularly speaks about the misuse of laws against the men, which is very much a reality in India. Now, uh, India is a country where we have decriminalized adultery. But for some reason, even if a marriage is dead, we consider it as sacrosanct. Uh, so at the outset, yes, I welcome the judgment from the Supreme Court wholeheartedly because though I block for the men, I particularly feel that whether you are a man or a woman, it is absolutely inhuman for the other party to, you know, kind of hold you from moving on in your life if the yeah. marriage is completely dead. Now, uh, you know, just before this judgment that we are discussing, uh, there was another judgment which has come from the Supreme Court the previous week, which was a two-judge bench. And the case was where the parties lived together from 1994 to 1998, just for four years. There were no kids. And the woman kept contesting the case for 25 long years. Hmm. So in that situation, the Supreme Court actually said that this is itself is a cruelty to the husband. And, uh, you know, so they said, OK, irretrievable breakdown of marriage may not be a ground for divorce, but we will consider this as cruelty and strike down and dissolve this marriage, which is virtually dead. Hmm. So, you know, these are the ground realities which we cannot overlook in this case. Also, you know, despite the judgment re reading that the man faced cruelty from his wife, he was actually made to pay 30 lakh alimony hmm. after 25 years of separation. OK, so, while but, I you know, um. I don't want to get into an argument. I think we have enough material and I can do a whole separate show about whether laws in India are misused by men or misused by women. That is a whole separate argument. I don't want to get into that right now because that's certainly debatable. But uh, can we agree that overall, like you said, nobody should be forced to stay in a marriage when they do not want to be there and drag this out for years and years. As Sheetal points out, she may want to move on. She may want to have kids. 
And that, if she wants to have her own biological kids, that choice is really not up to her. She needs to act and move soon. So I want to go back, Brinalini Deshmukh, last word to you. Very worrying if we're saying that in the end, each case has to go to the Supreme Court in order for uh, uh, for this kind of a viewpoint to be, uh, for that decision to be taken in your case. Because what's then to prevent just having a, more, a greater backlog of cases, we keep complaining about the fact that the Supreme Court has so many cases that they're trying to deal with. Are we not putting more at the door of the Supreme Court? Exactly. Why should this not exactly. be That's down exactly what to I'm the lower to courts? My, my view is very clear. You do not burden the Supreme Court with all these things. It, it's fantastic what the order is. Make a change in the legislation. This is what the parliament should do. It's a central act. Make a change in the legislation. Bring about the irretrievable breakdown of marriage as a ground for divorce at the trial court level, at the family court level. Lay down certain parameters in the legislation so that there is less ambiguity. I would not say no ambiguity. And let the lower court judges decide this on the ground of irretrievable breakdown. You're going to do and save a lot of the time, effort, money, energy of the couple who, who has to travel all the way to the Supreme Court. And yes. mind you, going from a trial court to Supreme Court can take anywhere between 9 to 10 years, uh, considering the number of years that is spent at each stage of the court. And after 10 years, the Supreme Court deciding and, and granting a divorce on the breakdown of marriage. Hmm. Why wait for that 10 years? Give that change I give those rights to the trial court by virtue of bringing about a change in the legislation. That right. is the need of the hour. That will help people a lot, like like some of them who are there on this show also, and, and thousands of others who are watching this. Give them that relief, and the parliament must look at this ground reality and, and address this issue with a lot of sensitivity and alacrity, yeah. rather than getting into some other issues which probably do not concern the families and the people because right to get a divorce is also a part of right to life. Yes. And if right to life is a fundamental right, please, I need to lead my life in a way that will give me some freedom, for some men, joy and some proper and meaningful life. That's what I would for like men, to For men, women, for both genders, for both parties, everybody involved. But thank you all for joining us on the show because I really feel we've been able to delve beyond the headlines, beyond just saying rara, you know, superb landmark judgment, it's going to change things, but this is the rea this is a reality check and we're glad we could go into this conversation on the show where we believe it's important to speak up but it's also important to listen. Uh, I think I would just like to end by saying let's remember that uh, perhaps what this uh, uh, ruling has is telling us that uh, it's a reminder that not all marriages are happy and not all divorces have to be unhappy and settlement not litigation should be the preferable mode of dispute resolution in matrimonial matters and the court's job should be to ensure that disputes are amicably resolved for everyone. Thank you all for joining us on We The People tonight.